ladies and gentlemen, you're Woo. listening to the very first episode of Tom and Kate Untethered. This is a, a brand new podcast that I, Tom Kunzman, and my wife, me, Kate Kunzman, <laughs> decided to start recently. Um, this is just a podcast that uh, we've actually kind of been wanting to do for a little while now. And uh, finally decided to dive in head first. And we thought a podcast, uh, all things regarding, you know, of course, music, which is a major part of both of our lives and our relationship. Um, talk about relationships, uh, life in Art, general. Spirituality, grieving, love, literally love. everything, I feel like. Yeah. We just want to cover all topics and try to be as, you know, un- untethered as possible about it and yeah so we just wanted to try this out yeah i feel like everybody who knows us knows we've been together a long time we've done a lot of cool stuff together and we figured what better way to kind of talk about the stuff that people maybe didn't know about us and the stuff they do but just maybe a different perspective on it um and we kind of speak our mind usually anyway so (laughs) untethered just seemed like a perfect uh title so we're gonna kind of jump into i think first and foremost how we met what brought us together as humans, as musicians, how we ended up in a band together, pretty much kind of everything that led to the entire life that we've built together. Music and not music. So far. So far. (laughs) Still The good stuff is just getting started, which is the most exciting, which is why we wanted to get into this. Um, But yeah, everything Kate just said is what we're going to dive into. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, listening to or sharing these types of conversations with your significant other or your friends, bandmates, whatever you might have going on in your life, if this at all relates to you, feel free to subscribe to our show so you can keep updated on future episodes. And this is going to be pretty loose. We don't really imagine ourselves being to one episode every week or every two weeks. This is going to be very loose and sort of whenever we feel like it. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the fun of it is just kind of being like you know what I want to talk about this today yeah and I mean that's kind of what brought us to doing this to begin with was just as always just doing things when we want to what we want and when we want has served us pretty well in our lives even if our journey in certain ways has been longer than I think most especially compared to those that we've grown up admiring but um For those of you who have followed us on social media, which I assume anyone who's listening to this currently already follows us on social media, Instagram and possibly Twitter and things like that, Um, especially from uh, just our pretty our career in music together over the last few years. Maybe you've read some weird little interview that we did. You probably know a little bit more history of us than the majority do. And so, yeah, we're going to get into this. So, yeah, we're... A married couple. We were in a band together. We are now podcast hosts together. <laughs> we are co-writers for some pretty cool people and ourselves, obviously. And with other cool people. And with other cool people. Which is very um, exciting. And we often get asked, like, how we met and that whole story of, like, how we met each other because we're just very kind of, like, in sync and similar to each other, but also have a lot of differences, too. <laughs> um, so... Do you want to tell them how we met? Because we have both have very different ideas of each other of what we first met. And I think it's really funny because now we're like in love with each other, of course. But it did not start that way. Two drastically different people, as you should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we met, sort of met, um, back when I think we were 
both about 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Um, as most musicians do through the local music scene and through friends of ours that were mutual friends, <clears throat> but for whatever reason, we weren't friends, which is the strangest thing because yeah. we relate to each other more than we relate to the people we were friends with at the time. We don't even hear from those people anymore. And it's a pretty crazy scenario when you really think back on it. Um, my recollection, <laughs> my recollection is we first met formally at this place. It was like a civic center or youth center, whatever you'd like to call it, um, in Brick, New Jersey, Bricktown, New Jersey. I gotta make sure I say both before I get yelled at for saying the wrong thing. But somewhere in Brick-ish, New Jersey, there is a youth center that Kate's dad actually used to host local shows at, like first for local bands that were starting out and everything. And he had booked my band at the time. This was like mm-hmm. 2008, November something, 2008. Yeah, you I know, know the ticket stuff somewhere? Flyer. A flyer. There weren't tickets. Uh, <laughs> they, would they charge at the door? I don't think so. I think there were always free shows, but like I remember seeing the flyer like they were hung free up somewhere. Because there was like like 12 year old kids yeah, would kids. get dropped off at this show and just they would eat up merchandise which was so crazy i'm like how did you have any money to one get into the yeah. show and buy every t-shirt ever well it was cool too because it was like a little taste of like actual shows and like those kids had a good time because it was like they thought we were literally famous for whatever reason we even were, though we were we were maybe like, 17 <laughs> yeah we were young point. too and it was like, we thought they were the best shows yeah. ever. But So then we didn't meet at 15 because we were in two totally different scenes. So at the time, 14, 15 years old, I was, we were both getting into music scenes, but not yeah. the same one. I was, Kate was kind of more involved in, I don't I hesitate to say pop punk because you guys were better than pop punk. I don't even punk, know but. what that band was like. It was, it, I'd say it was just like punk rock at that point. I mean, we, we were like influenced by like Taking Back Sunday and, um... You guys kind of sounded like Mayday too, I a guess, like, like at the Mayday very beginning. Or unless you guys came out a little bit before them, actually. It so was like two thousand seven when we I was in that band. Okay, yeah, I don't know much about those guys, so I don't know the. But whole I started line. it before that. But anyway, regardless, yeah. that's that's what happened. That's the scene Kate was in, which, in hindsight, was a scene. I think I would have much rather have been a part of. I was involved in more, I guess. It was kind of, the idea was that it was a hardcore scene, but everybody mm-hmm. was really playing metalcore. Yeah. And it, it was a bunch of like um, early Escape the Fate sounding bands and a Day to Remember inspired stuff. Then it started to kind of bleed into like the older, like more heavier uh, Bring Me the Horizon vibe. It was just a bunch of kids, really, who had nowhere else to go and shows were an outlet it was really amazing um it started to get just super violent at one point and really toxic and i think that's when i saw my way out but um yeah so we didn't meet each other then but we still had mutual friends through just scenes because it was pretty eclectic well not to mention like kind of jump around a little bit like the my first band when i quit that band and like they got a new lineup like tom joined that band it was that just like a lot of ahead, but... yeah but it's just to give you a little insight of like we were connected, but always, like, not... We didn't know each other, know each other oh, at it's that fun. point. Yeah, actually, you're right. That was prior. So what happened was... You, yeah. yeah. that was prior. Like, <clears throat> we weren't necessarily friends, but, like, we knew of each other. Yeah. And now that's my part leading up to when I <laughs> left that heavier music scene yeah. that got super toxic and hard to be in. Um, we... Because, again, it just became everything but 
music. Anyway, so I got out of that um, pretty, like, I went full-on opposite. I joined a band that sounded kind of pop-punky, mm-hmm. also sort of <laughs> inspired by uh, Taking Back Sunday. Primarily, the, it was it was like a clan of, like, Blink-182 fans and like mm-hmm. and that were playing music together, me included. And um, funny enough, that was the band that a few months earlier, Kate quit. Yeah. Let's hear your recollection of you first running into me at 14, 15 years okay, old. Technically okay. your first impression of me. This is very questionable because we both disagree on this. And I swear it happened. But we were I was on the boardwalk with a bunch of friends. He was on the boardwalk. And I remember us going like the opposite way. Wait, and to give like context, we were on the East Coast at the time. Yeah, this is like Seaside Boardwalk. Like, yeah. there's Jersey always a ton Shore of idiots out. and Real Housewives set, yeah. basically. We ran into, like, you run into people you know all the time, and usually you avoid them. Um, <laughs> but in this case, like, I, I went to go, like, I think I waved or something, and Mm-mm. I looked at you. I don't remember. This was a long time ago. Because this did not happen. It did happen. Long story short, I looked at Tom, whatever, I waved at, I don't know what I did. But he, like, my recollection is that he, like, looked at me and, like, gave me the finger and then (laughs) kept walking. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't really know this guy that well. What did I do? I would have never (laughs) done that. I've walked by so many people that I genuinely could not tolerate. And I've never given them just... But why? Like, nowhere, I have no off. reason to make it up. Like, you I have just no built reason. Up a very negative image of me. <laughs> I gain nothing from no. making that up. And if you didn't flip me off, then it looked like you did. So if you didn't, I'm sorry <laughs> that I thought that. But that That's was all my. It took. it took us starting a podcast to finally get the apology. But that, <laughs> whatever. But that caused me and whatever. him to like kind of like, well, not that like in general, but like. At one point, we both did not like each other, and it wasn't because of that interaction. I don't think because it you wasn't. didn't even know that that was the interaction. Apparently, but yeah, we it didn't happen. We were just like, like you said, we were in different bands. I was in a band with certain people at the time who like had different personalities than me, and your interactions with people in my life via social via media. social media, you thought you were talking to me, and they were mm. giving you an attitude, or you thought I was giving you an yeah. attitude, and had like this like ego. But it wasn't even me talking to you on no, social media. But how could you know? It was social yeah. media. So this was like, like my here, space days. And here was like my my uh, perspective was I would look at your band at the time and you just gave off the vibe that you were leading the show. Like that mm-hmm. was, I was the front man of my band and I was sort of leading that. I was really leading the charge of those mm-hmm. things. So I viewed every person on the microphone at the time was the leader especially you were one right. of, you were probably the only band in the local scene at the time with a female singer like that right. people took seriously like you you were actually the only one doing it um and you know it's like for a while i think even at the age we started playing music you and i were the only ones up until maybe high school that had bands like we were the only two active musicians really aside from the people we just obviously the people we were in bands with that we sucked into that but like yeah we were the only two really doing that and then high school everyone (laughs) and their mother had a band so then it became a little bit more difficult to navigate but what was happening was through myspace i was commenting on things just 
being funny, a total troll, but not being a bully. I was commenting. You liked thinking, me back then. No, I was flirting. <laughs> no, writing on there, thinking that like a friend of mine was going to see those comments and understand the joke, not right. thinking, you know, somebody in the band was going to message me and not get the joke and, and get like all defensive banned. and super sensitive. Thanks for the photo, man. It wasn't that. No, <laughs> I got kidding. bullied. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I got attacked. Well, it wasn't me. It wasn't you, people. but, and it wasn't like, I wasn't really bullying. It was, no. I got a message that was like, those comments aren't, aren't actually funny. Those are actually offensive. And they weren't. It was, <laughs> you thought it was, the it was in inside the jokes between me and my friend. <laughs> and I did. I thought, yeah. okay, well, this must be, as sexist the as this is going to sound, this must be yeah. the egotistical lead singer. But yeah, mm-hmm. at 15 years old, I was just like, oh, of course, like, girl in the band's being an asshole. Yeah. Like, I, you're just, you're well, dumb, yeah, you're 15, young. and we didn't Different know. Different time, too, than now, even. like. Oh, yeah, well, again, that's another thing. Like, you would give everybody that was in a band with you so much credit because everyone in that, at that time was legitimately afraid to have a girl in their band Mm-hmm. Because all the attention goes in that Straight, direction, yeah. or it did go in that direction. It's so much more equal now, which is really great. And, and I think egos are deflated because of that. But the egos were so high back then, and you're yeah. 15 <clears throat> years old, and you're, there's hormones and all that stuff going on. You're just oh, angry. I know. I know for a fact. I was angry at the world from 15 to yesterday. But <laughs> But what's funny is, like, I was... At least I think I was, and this is how I felt. Like, I was actually the complete opposite. Like, I I hated being in the front. I actually still hate it to this day, which we'll get into in, like, other episodes and stuff. But, like, I was not the one to want to, like, write people back. I was, at all. At all. Like, I was very shy, very, like, insecure. And so, like, when you thought that that was me, after I found out later, I was like, oh, my God, that, like, makes me so sad. Yeah. And you like, know what the hindsight of that actually is, is it actually wasn't 100% oh, must be the singer of the band, must be the girl. It was actually, you just had so many other people in your little circle that spoke for you because you didn't want to do those things that they all misrepresented you so poorly that I was like, well, that bums me out because I actually wanted to be friends with her. Like I wanted to be friends with someone else who was also playing music that I loved and I was desperately seeking a way out of the scene that I was in and I was like, oh, well, I'm friends with some of the people in this band. Maybe this will work. And then I got that message and I'm like, oh, well, she doesn't like me very much. But and it then, was never you. It yeah, was it always wasn't. other people it's running so your social media because you <clears throat> wouldn't. And not like you were like too cool for it. It was. No, I was just shy. Just like I, shy or you just didn't care. You wanted to play music. You didn't want to update a status. Well, especially back then because like it wasn't. MySpace was great and all that stuff because you could put like music up. And that's honestly how I got like my start. Like professional star with music is like being found on myspace and stuff like that but prior to that yeah right um but prior to that this whole band that we're talking about was like not industry like very just like fun free spirits like it wasn't about yeah literally literally kids kids. you think about how old like your mindset at 15 14 15 um it's insane to think that like we were actually doing all that and like i was in a band with older people at the time too like i was 15 i think and they were like twenty. Um, crazy. But yeah, like so that was the crazy part is like I, one I didn't understand social media because it wasn't like a thing that we had to do at that point. We were literally just having fun. But then when it started to like <laughs> when you told me that it was just really interesting because like I said I wasn't that person. But then that ultimately made me kind of like not like you because I'd see you and like because you thought that that was me, 
not that you would I give reacted. me a personal like attitude, but like you just kind of always seem like egotistical also and just like but arrogant. But I had a wall up. I put a wall up because I thought you put a wall up first. <clears throat> yeah, it's so and crazy. And it was just so backwards. And that's what happens though. That's what the, the problem is, is you see this happen with celebrities on social media today where people make fake accounts pretending to be them. And, you know, they can damage somebody's career nowadays. It's not like just damaging... Okay, a little reputation. If we never became friends, like, okay, life yeah. would have just been a little different. It's, but it, it is mind-blowing when you see where we're at today. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. And think that that's what happened. But that's what happens when you let, you know, to, to use an overused phrase here, it's when you let too many chefs in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, people get in your way. And that's exactly what happened. And you were 15 experiencing that stuff. I didn't have anybody else running my band's pages. Nobody ran my page and responded to people for me or anything like that so like mine was always I never understood that that was even an option and when I learned that later like years later Mm -hmm. my mind was like oh that makes total sense because obviously like I found you to be like the coolest girl on the planet so I was like this is amazing like this is the total opposite of what I thought and then I just harbored this crazy resentment for people like that because I was like well if they represented her in that way what are they doing to me yeah, being and I, in that circle, you know that that made me feel very like a, uh, I guess like insecure and untrustworthy, untrusting. I mean to say, yeah, of those people because I'm like, why well, now I got to be around them? And what if you're misrepresenting me to somebody and make me look like an asshole? That's true. You know, so yeah, that was just like a weird thing that yeah. I didn't understand, and then you realized it. Well, I don't know. We realized it years and years later. But then how? Like, because okay, so that was like a good year or two of like us not really knowing each other the way we thought we did and not liking each other but what was like this like when did we like drop it and like like I know the situation that I'm thinking of when we were out and you stuck up for me and stuff like that that I'll tell in a second but so I there had to be something before that that, there was that was way yeah that was was way way after after. so what happened was I joined the band that you were in Mm -hmm. and I was playing bass and doing backup vocals and I wasn't happy in that situation but it was definitely there wasn't violence there was no um just bullshit mm-hmm. surrounding me at that point in time. I mean, there was, but that was uncovered later. Yeah. Um, I eventually left that project, took the drummer, because at the time I found that drummer <laughs> <Took him>. to... <laughs> I straight up was like, you're coming with me. But I found that drummer to be phenomenal at the time, and he was doing things that I had only heard in my head as mm-hmm. a little kid. So at that point in my life, I was like, this guy's awesome. He wants to kind of start this different style with me. And so... We did. We started a new project and it went through a few different phases and then it kind of became a thing where I was somewhat forced back onto singing, which was something I was always terrified to do was actually sing. But that band ended um, up starting to play the same shows the at that band place. That very quickly we were writing songs and they were just really bad songs. Like really bad, like punky kind of songs, but like He's lying, they awful weren't punk. bad. Like it wasn't good. It was I just it was bad. But we had fun. At the end of the yeah. day, I was just really at that point, I was trying to find something where I could get back into being the lyricist of the project, write the music too. And I just wanted to have fun. I was hoping to find friends that were on the same wavelength. So anyway, it led to that eventually. It just took a really long time from that day forward. But what happened was we got a text from your dad. He texted the drummer mm-hmm. and 
we accepted a show at that youth center. Yeah. Is this the one you guys showed up late to? No, we were on time for that. We played first. Oh, yeah, that was the first first. one. We played a whole song instrumental, and we literally just called it an interlude because I had no lyrics yet. But that was, was like, the start of us, like, playing shows. I think we would hang out at those shows and just kind of get to know you. And I wanted everything to be completely buried because I was like, I'm not going into a new music scene, and I'm definitely not going into this new band with animosity yeah and of course those things happen in music scenes music scenes are so useless they're just like high school it's not like what our favorite bands had as kids it's no it's not community anymore at least it wasn't when we were like in it um but while we were in it it was it was so much like it was like high school clicks and stuff like that so i just wanted to squash everything and just have fun at this point too i was in a totally different thing i started i was in a solo project um which was the thing that basically was because of myspace right yeah so i like you know, I was my music was found on MySpace. I started this thing, met with these producers. Long and short of it was, I signed a deal and they like made this, you know, this solo project. And it was really something at that point. Uh, I was touring and like all this stuff, but prior to that, this was me just kind of building up. And we'd play shows at that youth center still. Um, so then him and I started playing shows together there. And I think at that point, like you said, we crushed it. We just were like... We didn't even say anything. It was just dumb. It was just dumb, like, yeah. who cares? So dumb. <laughs> so dumb to even begin with, but... So and at that point, too, we were like, I think, 17. We were older at that both point. Both on the verge 16, of 18, 17. and you're just like, I'm just trying to make sure I don't get a ticket driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just got my word. license, and I'm trying not to fuck this up. But I remember at that time, I was in, like, a really terrible relationship. Um, who... <laughs> I'm not saying names or getting into it, but, like... No, we don't want to, that's the only thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's untethered. Un, it's partly untethered because it's, you don't want to disparage people. No, it, it's over. I, I don't care. Um, we both don't care. But I was in a very toxic relationship at the time who happened to be best friend, childhood friends with Tom growing up. And we'll leave it at that because there's so much more depth to that whole relationship. But I remember we were out one night after one of those shows, I think, that we all played together. And... My boyfriend at the time, like, was being really just, like, disparaging of me, like, making me cry in front of people. And I'm not really a crier, especially in front of anybody, but just putting me down the whole time, talking down to me, like, making me feel like complete crap. And Tom was there with his girlfriend at the time. And I remember specifically Tom, like, telling him, like, dude, you're making her cry. Like, shut up. (laughs) Like, you just said something. Something simple, too. It wasn't anything that, like, started a whole fight or anything like that, but it was, like... No, it was enough to shut up the situation. Yeah, and, like, that was the first time, like, anybody's, one, even, like, witnessed that out that I was dealing with, but also, like, anybody who stood up for me at that point. And I think I had your number from, like, either my dad or, like, we probably had exchanged at that point. And I remember just randomly texting you and being, like, thank you, because... So yeah thank you for actually awesome. just being shut up no just like thank you for being like a good person it had nothing to do with like anything besides you just wanting to be a good dude and you could have easily like kept your mouth shut because it was your friend and you didn't want to get involved but like you did and i just i remember appreciating that so much and so at that point that's kind of what started us talking like in a text message in general because like and just innocently making sure everything was okay because yeah i was hearing and seeing things that i didn't like and then, but yeah, at that point, I've always hated that. I mean, obviously, in my relationship at that time, we had our issues too. Like we were, we would argue a lot. But of course, that happens when you're in a relationship as a as a teenager. Yeah. You know, you're you're gonna do dumb stuff that you don't realize is as dumb as it is. Um, 
but you know we would just argue over things that don't even matter to life let alone yeah. now you know then they didn't matter either mm-hmm. it was just you're, you're immature you're insecure you're scared of everything even though anyone who knew me on the outside probably thought like oh that dude's got total control of his life like he's like I know a lot of people have literally admitted to me that they would have never thought the things that were going on in my head like the insecurities and all that stuff that again can happen in a later episode but what happened with that situation was just like you shouldn't be having that conversation in public where it's going to legitimately upset your significant other yeah and it was and embarrass them like it was simply it was jealousy based immaturity because you were about to go off and do this project and it's about to do a tour and like they wanted to be a part of it but you, at the end of the day like if you don't work for your dreams they're just dreams and i think a lot of the people that we grew up with and this isn't for everyone because there's a lot of people who it was just a phase and they're very happy in their lives now that mm-hmm. don't involve playing music at all i one of my best friends he's a, a really really proud father now and married has a beautiful home like he's got a great relationship with his parents that he didn't have when we were hanging out and around each other and like we talk all the time now and he he couldn't be happier and less stressed out to not be a musician and working in the music world because it does kind of take its toll over time even over a very short period of time especially depending on how passionate you are about it and but at the end of the day there are people too who are miserable because they thought it was the easy ticket. It was the ticket out of maybe a negative situation. Well, that was the, and that was the situation. It was, the I had these way. things going on. I was trying to bring somebody along with me who was also a musician. Um, and they didn't want that. I did. They didn't. And it sadly at the time, wasn't up to you. Yeah, at that time it wasn't up to me. And I had to choose between my career and not even my relationship, because I was still in the relationship, but I had to choose between, like, furthering my career and doing the right things for that project at the time. And then, like, why would my significant other be upset at that? Like, wouldn't you want me to be happy and successful? And it was just, like, this constant, like, struggle of balancing the two because of just, again, insecurities, immaturity, being young. and Yeah, but that's, a, that's the best point, is you're young. You shouldn't be tied into a relationship anyway especially if opportunities that may only come once in a lifetime which we later discovered actually isn't the truth Mm -hmm. you get multiple opportunities as long as you keep doing your thing but you know the thing was was at that time it seemed detrimental and imagine if you didn't go for it for and you just you stayed home let somebody else take my career not even that you stayed home in order to make somebody happy who made you cry in public in front of your friends. Yeah, like, and that was like a, that's just crazy. part of it too. You that's know? just a tiny little a, like <laughs> part of that, that situation. And it's just, that's a crazy thought to think. Like, it's like, imagine you surrendered and I was guilty of this too. I wanted everybody I played music with to be friends of mine and I wanted it to be like an entourage and I wanted yeah. us all to come up together. <clears throat> I wanted us all to be successful. But at the end of the day, it's there still just there's still that little ingredient where some people just aren't going to do it it's just yeah. not going to happen you either don't have the the mentality the drive the drive the emotional control to be able to handle That's a, a lot big of one it too. Yeah. like a lot of people just couldn't do it and honestly the ones that didn't do it that we know are very lucky it didn't happen because it would have been really damaging I it's think. hard like for the people letdowns all of that like yeah 
it's hard for us sometimes and we've been doing it like it's hard now and we've been doing it for over 15 years at yeah. this point like but anyway so that was just like a little side yeah side but thing like but my point of mentioning what i just said is like i did say no to certain opportunities because i wanted to make sure my bandmates and my friends were all happy when they actually in turn wouldn't have done the same for me yeah and i put myself pretty behind on some things because i was you know my my friends meant more to me than at that point in time than myself and it's like you know i you did the right thing and it worked yeah. out really it's like awesome one of the only you. You good things i experience. did at that point <laughs> <laughs> you got some really cool experiences out of that but yeah but that's, that's basically <laughs> go ahead you say it no that's it that was really it that's what kind of just got us on track of talking more and texting and there was no attraction for a while that was it was completely innocent just talking as friends and then a couple i think it's i'd say like a year or so even down the road from that i remember the one thing that really got us like talking constantly still completely innocently was brick breaker on blackberries nope. remember that it was michael jackson oh the michael Jack- jackson documentary. i remember jackson, that too we were both i don't even know how it's like was two or three because of social media Facebook or something I was just like oh you're watching this is it too and like we were both obsessing over that Michael Jackson documentary because neither of us ever sleep yeah I think we were both just up and like but that also I don't remember like why we just started doing that I don't know it was like a random text I guess just talking music yeah and then it became Brick Breaker on these (laughs) stupid we literally were like obsessed with that game Brick Breaker and would compete like very competitive arguments (laughs) arguments <laughs> not I arguments really, no i was damaging my social life <laughs> we would be obsessed with this game i didn't and, even really care i just wanted to win no but then we made a thing <laughs> where like whoever can get to level 30 first is like the ultimate like the crowned winner of like this competition this was hard it was hard it was really hard and level 30 sucked but i did it and you were really mad at me <laughs> yeah and you didn't even tell me so i was still playing even though i had already <laughs> lost and i was like this stupid fucking game but then the one thing that I feel like in that time f- span that you know we were talking and really getting close is we both bonded over our love for the band Mest. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's something we, we talk about often. Like we danced to a Mest song at our, our wedding. Like our we walked out dance. to it. We didn't dance to it. Oh yeah, we danced to Green Day. We walked out to Mest. But like that, that band was like a band in our scene that like a couple people knew about but nobody really cared like we did. And we were like really big fans. Which like they were they were like best friends with Good Charlotte, but still and I think better than Good Charlotte, and that's like my favorite band. But nobody like liked them or talked about them as much. So we got really into that and this was at the time where we were playing those those shows at those um rec centers and stuff and we decided to do a cover of it. Um acoustic cover together. And that was kind of like the beginning <laughs> the beginning of yeah, the beginning. It was around that time. I would say like a little a couple months after that but again it was really cool because you know the time stamp better than me so we'll go with that we um we we loved the band we did that cover we went in to like record the cover um and it was funny too because before all of that even i'd like invite him over to like hang out to just jam with me and like play music because finally somebody was cool and like wanted to jam to mess and, and stuff. I was friends with your dad. You were friends with my dad. <laughs> I always invited your girlfriend over too at the time. Like mm-hmm. I didn't care. Like it was never again. It was not. It wasn't anything weird happening. We just wanted to hang out and jam because we had similar interests. And then <clears throat> and everything else was like dissipating at the same time. It was so weird. Yeah, it was like it was. everything was stopping outside of us two. 
was yeah, so weird. It was That's weird. what it feels like in hindsight. I'm probably wrong, but like it feels like pretty much everything we were involved in at that time was like kind of dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we yeah. were like, well, we'll we'll play acoustic Including together. Including other like relationships this. though too. Like your relationship fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Mine ended before that and I was just kind of enjoying being single, which is funny because that didn't last very long because of you. Well, you came in and swooped me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so that was like, it was a weird time because we were both like just kind of hanging out and, and doing all that. And then we started just talking more and more and more through texting. And then we were like, oh my God, like, is this happening? Like, are we actually <laughs> falling in love right now? <laughs> it was so weird. It was like the first time I've ever felt like that. Yeah, Ever. I was working like, at a pizzeria in between tours with my band at the time, and I remember being like, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I was like, why do I like him? Yeah, because like- <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to be in a relationship either. Like, I just yeah. wanted to like, go on tour and record, and yeah, that would have been the first time in probably three years that I was doing that and felt free yeah. to do that. Like, didn't, I didn't feel like I had to, you know make anybody else happy at the time aside from my bandmates of course because I was always my struggle in that moment but um but yeah it's funny because then yeah I remember seeing that I was like oh son of a bitch (laughs) I know we both were like damn it (laughs) but I'm so glad you can't fight that kind of thing though like that's the funniest thing and it's cool because we attribute our entire meeting of each other to music which is the craziest thing like music to us will always mean because of our situation now it's always going to mean so much more than just i want to play music and be on stage and yeah i want people to see me it's like yeah of course <laughs> like there's an ego involved you do need a little bit of ego to be able to put yourself up on a stage or to share music because if you have no ego you know you're just making music in your bedroom you don't need to put share it um or play it live <laughs> but aside from those factors you're like you know if anybody was ever to question why you still do it when it's that's always when times are tough is when they they question that and it's like because you have no idea mm-hmm. like if you didn't find the love of your life through music you'll never get why we still do this and if you didn't feel yourself constantly getting better you will never understand yeah why you still do something even though more times than it hugs you it's spitting in your face like yeah. it's a very crazy situation of course depending on your goals it's a very crazy situation to put yourself into alone. Like, you're crazy to, to chase this kind of thing. But not to mention, like, I don't know, from a female perspective, like, as far as dating musicians, like, I didn't want to. Like, for some <laughs> reason, I kind of did. Like, that's always just, like, when it ended up happening. But, like, I never thought, like, the man I would marry would end up being, like, a good guy, loyal, trustworthy, like, Musician, And that's not to, like, knock people in bands. Because there are very loyal men out there. And women. Oh, there's plenty. Partners. Like, especially, you know, like, anything. the legendary ones that you and I admi- really admire. Yeah. You know, I was like just going to get to that. Go ahead. What are you going to no, say? No, I was going to say, like, we find ourselves looking up to people in the industry now, obviously, as musicians and, and songwriters and stuff. But, like, I've always looked fo- look, looked up to people, like, that were loyal on the road. Because it there's so much temptation there's so much stuff that can go on on the road you're surrounded by so many people there's always people kissing your ass and like trying Mm -hmm. to butter you up and do whatever and like especially as your band starts to tour and actually attract a crowd 
Yeah, sometimes anybody. even if there is no crowd, sometimes just going on stage is enough for people somebody. People think it's cool that you're in a band. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, some people don't care if you're in a local band. Some people don't care if you're huge. Like, oh, but if you're in Chicago and you come from Florida, yeah. At least when we were playing, even if it was just a local show, you you didn't give a shit if that band wasn't making any money that night. All you cared about was like, oh my god, they're on tour. Yeah. You didn't know that exactly. they were starving and that they are sleeping in their van piled in the snow using mm-hmm. heater, heated blankets and stuff you know like yeah. you didn't know they were virtually homeless but, but that's like, but that's just it attractive like, yeah it, that is attractive to people so it is like i mean i've personally never had like any temptation whatsoever like i'm just not that kind of person but we look up to people like like billy joe and and adrian like uh billy joe from green day and adrian they've been together forever i mean we don't know their story who knows maybe people have agreements and weird stuff that they do or whatever but like they are in love and they've always been together for as long as we've been fans of green day alice, alice cooper, cooper. And his wife. Yeah. yeah so it's like couples like that to me have always been more appealing than like oh like sex drugs and rock and roll and like what happens on the road stays on the road like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah and i've always so. anyway been like from the guy perspective because people do expect the guy in the band to be more of an unfaithful douchebag that's what i'm that's typical what I mean. band yeah. guy like when you say band guy that's what you're that's what people are referring to is like mm-hmm. Somebody who has no self-control or is in perfect self-control and just doesn't care about anyone else but themselves. You know, just yeah. textbook narcissism kind of thing. But, like, I've always been the type of person where, like, I love to shatter stereotypes. Yeah, Like, even sure. growing up, like, everybody kind of, like, expected me to be the guy who could get them drugs. And I would want to go to some party and drink. And I didn't do any drugs. <laughs> I hated drinking up until I was probably... 17 or 18 maybe Mm -hmm. maybe a little younger because i remember not driving so we'll say like 15 16 but like when i was surrounded by people who had been drinking and straight up using fucking heroin by the Mm -hmm. time they were 12 or 13 that's crazy to have gotten out of that Mm -hmm. without ever falling for it because i was just like well i hate stereotypes like i never want to be a stereotype yeah you're like one of the strongest willed like people i know well, because I just, I, that, I mean... Like, you could probably do heroin and, like, kick it, yeah, like, the next cr- day. Yeah, I have no addiction. <clears throat> I don't care about anything like that. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. And you're probably right. I'll try it tomorrow. <laughs> Shut up. But, <laughs> but, um, we do live in Vegas now. It's a lot, probably a lot just easier. Just go to the corner. <laughs> no. But, um, but no, I mean, doing that, it's just, like, it just seemed like something everybody expected the dude in the band to do. Yeah. And I always wanted to do the opposite of what the dude in the band did. I didn't want to be the guy who... You know, was out hooking up with some girl at a local show who was hooking up with another guy from a I'm local band say, when like, I walked that's away. Like, so that wasn't gross. attractive to me. And it wasn't attractive to me seeing the guys in bands do it. It wasn't attractive to me seeing the girls at shows do it. And, and it's, like, it just didn't matter to me. If that's your thing and, like, they're, like, if you are in a relationship and you have, like, an agreement with that person, like, by all means, have fun, do it, like, you guys agree to. Or if you're single, you do whatever you want. Like that's yeah, I'm like, not knocking anybody who does that. I just personally don't find that attractive. I've never like had any interest in like hooking up even but in, being in previous unlo- disloyal is a different Yeah, story. exactly. So I've always looked up to that. So like I'm I was shocked that like I had such strong feelings to you and I knew at that point when we started talking and like we both were like, damn it <laughs> that this was gonna be like the guy I was gonna marry and I never knew what that feeling felt like because clearly i hadn't experienced that before but another point of view too is like one that i really believe in more than any of that is it's like going on tour is hard enough it's like 
going on tour not seeing the person you love is already hard enough to just not see them but to not see them and know that they had been like going behind your oh, back yeah. and hooking up with somebody else in every city it's like how much of a dick do you have to be to put somebody through that that's something i just could exactly. never understand and i think that's why it works that you and i were both touring musicians in separate bands for a little while before we started dating and started making music was because like we had the opportunity you had an opportunity to miss me on the road and build trust and vice versa mm-hmm. which it took me a lot longer because i have been betrayed a million times in just a pathetic little local scene let alone the touring circuit so i was like oh my god what am i in for now right you know but She's like a musician <laughs> but girls it was just, can it was, fuck up too it, it, they, everybody can yeah and it's very easy to if you want to be like that but yeah i mean neither one of us wanted to ever be those people yeah so i mean so that was the thing like we both kind of knew at that point we talked for a while we started dating in january no December so. of <laughs> we lied and said January. <laughs> Remember that we were like oh, yeah. we didn't you want our family or anybody to know because like I don't know like they all were like oh you guys should get together and we just like again didn't want to prove yeah. them right I think <laughs> just so being like stubborn brats so for a whole it. month we snuck around and everybody was like guys we know yeah, so we were like all right whatever so bad at it. but December two thousand ten twelve oh nine two thousand ten was our official like dating anniversary we actually have it tattooed on on us both we started a company based off that number so now we're like well, stuck named after it huh it was a screen printing company named after it we didn't like oh no it wasn't like based on like hey we're together <laughs> this is a relationship <laughs> business stamp no but we but we, we were, were serious about <laughs> Maybe it we should have done that we might have been way better off than screen printing yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were kind of bad at that, for sure. Matchmaking. Well, at least I went through the ringer to get good at it, <laughs> but, like, matchmaking, that would have been easy. And if it doesn't work out, it's like, oh, well, what'd you guys do wrong? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so we've been together over 11 years at this point. That's crazy. We'll be going on 12 years this December of 2022, and we've been married two years and we'll be, we'll be married three years in October this year. That's so crazy. Right? That's well, we, flying by. In our defense, we got married during a friggin' pandemic. No, we didn't. Before. Well, before the pandemic, but like our after first, that, our first like year of marriage was the sucked. friggin' pandemic. Yeah. So we had to like love each other. Like <laughs> even if we weren't sure before that, like we had to. We no. already lived together. And at that point, yeah. we had been touring together from 2017 up until that point. We got married in 2019. But before that, so. I mean, we didn't even get to like starting the band even like so we we were together for four years before we were yeah. three years three or four years before we started our band 18th and addison mm-hmm. um at that point you know we both were in separate bands uh like before that we were in separate bands like he said did touring separately before our relationship while we were in the relationship and then essentially both of those bands fell apart to make a long story short which we'll get into those stories in other podcast episodes but um, we started 18th and Addison in 2014, right? 2013, yeah, November started, 2013, I think. We st- we like made social media pages to claim the name. Right. We didn't, we didn't do anything. Start it. Like, yeah. We weren't. We were writing on and off. Like I think we did the song "Running," and that yeah. was it. Yeah, and that actually, the same time we recorded the song "Running" together, which ended up 
going on a, a later 18th and Addison record, but that was, like, around the same time we recorded our first version of that, when we were doing, like, a cover of Mess. Oh, like that? It sounded like complete shit. It was terrible. It was so fast. Remember <laughs> it that? It was fast. It was, we like, three keys it. higher. You if were, I like, losing! Like, so high. It was um, so ridiculous. It was really bad. Like, thank God we got better. We got <laughs> better. We got better. Like, thank God we listened back to it, and we're, like, ooh. Yeah, we never released it, thank God. That song went through four different changes, though. Yeah, but it was, like, the first song, like, original song that, like, we collaborated on together. Like, it was a song that we had, I had written, and then I was, like, we would do this really cool together, and you were adding cool stuff to us. I was, like, well, let's just make this a song. Mm-hmm. And then when we did that, we were, like, oh, we might be able to start a band together. And that was when I ended my band. It was in 2013. We plan on getting into, like, individual episodes of, like, backstories on, like, our personal projects and personal lives and stuff like that so we'll get dig into more details then but so yeah so we started 18th and Addison and along with the band like just to kind of, I mean again we'll talk about 18th and Addison another time but like yeah, can go into more it's really just later. it's really just a matter of like for us it got to a point where we were like okay now we really have to manage our relationship and being in a band because for as long as I can remember I was always told like it's a huge no-no Big red flag, never be in a band with, like... Well, look at the history, significant other, And it's true, yeah. The the history is, like... <laughs> does not it's support terrible. our theory here. Yeah. <laughs> like, But it was terrible eras, too. Like, yeah. The, the bands that we grew up on that they were in a relationship when their bands were coming up, it was when... And I'll be the guy to put blame on the guy with these ones. It was, like, the guys finally, at that point in time, got their chance to be rock stars. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't top... They couldn't handle not acting like one like the stereotypical one when most real rock stars like the legends aren't douchebags like that (laughs) which is the craziest thing if you look at the trajectory of those people that were like that they're not even in music right now which is so crazy Uh, with you know there's Fleetwood Mac situation but that was a totally different generation too like that That era was like like, the 70s where like they all slept together and like (laughs) I mean no matter what like infidelity was infidelity there was an entire record written about it yeah clearly and (laughs) she's up there singing these lyrics and he's singing the harmonies like about himself but like a good song is a good song and it was the truth no matter what you got to tell the truth and always be authentic with your music and that's always number one and that's what they did and thank god it was that's a awesome album i think we even covered a song off of that album but anyway Good. and well regardless i don't know that entire story i don't read up on yeah. Fleetwood mac i don't really <laughs> care but the bottom line is those things happen and it was a big no-no yeah like, I, a and, lot and of people were like "Ooh, don't do it i was terrified too like i made jokes to you like oh you should just quit your band and hang out with me and be in a band with me because i just wanted to play in a band with you but yeah your family used to like kind of egg it on a lot too like, yeah oh, well because everybody band together saw it. And, again stereotyping i was like yeah. no yeah <laughs> because you want it no yeah so clearly we defied the odds as a couple mm-hmm. in a band in a stable relationship and not to say it was not hard work, because there's a lot of things that were difficult, but now we're in a position where, you know, we were getting to a point where it was a little bit toxic towards the end of 18th and Addison, so we decided to do other things. So we ultimately ended 18th and Addison, and now we're happier, and I think it's good that we did that, because I think if we kept going with 18th and Addison and arguing over things band-related, it would ultimately have affected our marriage at that point, at the very end of 18th and Addison, to where, like, we may not have been <laughs> okay. Only took 
eight years yeah, and to move right, 2,000 yeah. miles away from home. Right? Exactly. But <laughs> but no, I joke about that a lot. But it is actually, I, I never joke about that. Actually, I only joked about it now. <laughs> you just so lied. that was total lie. <laughs> you just made that up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I never actually joke about that because it's that's just stupid to joke about. Really, I just, it's, I'm so glad we did. And it was yeah. a very clear decision to do that, even though that was a massive part of our life. And a part of our identity, I know for a fact when we decided that, I went through a crazy identity crisis for about two months, maybe three months straight. But at the end of the day, the real truth is, is the thing that kept me sane about it and feeling okay was the fact that like, I viewed that band as like the vehicle that got us from like the life we were looking at where we were like, we are going to be stuck in this bubble of New Jersey forever. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at other people in our lives and like the things that were an option, I could not see myself at 30 years old doing those things still and mm-hmm. being in those places and looking forward to the boardwalk and no shame to anybody who obviously <clears throat> does. That's your prerogative. Mine was always like my, my dreams and goals were always way too big and it was never, ever going to happen there. But that's, but that's what was kind of negative for me, like being in a band at that time where you were really unhappy towards the end of it too. I was unhappy for a while. <clears throat> I was and unhappy then that, for a majority of it, but, but fought that, through that. Yeah. But that ended up ultimately kind of like playing a part in why we were bickering so much during the band. Cause like for literally all of 18th and Addison, like we were very good at like, okay, we're doing band stuff right now. <laughs> and even if we argue a little bit about like this decision or that decision, or we're writing a song and it gets heated, whatever it is, it was like, Hey, what are we going to do for dinner after this? And it was shut, <laughs> we shut it off. Well, what a lot of people didn't realize. And then there came a point where I wasn't able to shut it yeah. off and I was just miserable. Right. But what a lot of people think that not that they don't realize it, but what they don't believe when I tell them is you and I didn't even have our first fight until yeah. three years into our relationship when we started our band. Right. Like that should have been the telltale sign. Like, yeah. but we were both two people who just had come from an entire childhood basically of being devoted musicians and songwriters and, and individual in front people. Yeah. And we were getting better. Every every week we were getting better at what we do. Mm-hmm. And when you see that happening, it's very hard. And we're not like delusional. We, we'll tell you when we when there's a song we've written that just completely sucks. Like <laughs> yeah, we're not ashamed. <laughs> and it's not negativity. It's the truth. Like there's a few where you're just like, oh God, like that shouldn't have come out. But like we were always able to make those judgment calls mm-hmm. to say that. We were always very honest with ourselves, almost to a fault, to a point where it was like, okay, guys, relax. It's not that bad. But what ended up happening was, you know, is that should have been it. Like, but our, I think the anxiety of almost not being active mm-hmm. in music was scarier than not being in a relationship with somebody. Well, it was I was scarier than being alone forever. We didn't care really. Yeah. You know, at that point, it was like, oh my god, like we're not playing music. Who are we? Who are we? What are do we, we do? married at that point? Because that was my fear. Like, what is life? Like, when we we were together all of the time we were in the band, and I knew that. That was a huge part of your life and your vision of, like, your trajectory of, like, what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I started to get unhappy pretty quickly, but I kind of kept up with it and tried to keep going with it because I felt like, well, if I give up on this, then it, I feel like I'm giving up on not only the band, but, like, our life and our future together because this is, like, what is, yeah, like, really funding f- our life and it's it's yeah. it's literally supporting us as a family, like... So a lot was riding on 18th and Addison. And then when we came to the realization of like, hey, we're going to go to Vegas. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like 
we both kind of were just like, why are we doing this? So my fear was like, I don't know if we'll be married after this because it's going to take a toll. <laughs> not, not married, but like I knew it was going to take a huge toll on our relationship. And I, that terrified me because we no. had always been so strong. Yeah, you I know. think if we stayed in it, that would have... But yeah, and that's ugly. what I was saying before. Yeah. And it did get to that point because like, we were bickering a lot towards the end of it. Like, Couldn't agree on like styles that we wanted, like the style we wanted to go with. I was super stubborn. He we're was like music to the image to everything, everything that goes into it when you're a self-funded self uh a self-sufficient artist and yeah. band like the things that need to matter and you need to be on the exact same page as your bandmates yeah at That's a crucial time too because yeah. like we had been a band for eight years it's like how long are we gonna kind of keep doing like we had our label but we wanted to grow we wanted to keep doing things we did want to go in different styles um like mu- musical styles like we were leaning more towards like pop stuff but then mm-hmm. you wanted to make it a little harder at one point and I was like I, I just wanted to ride it out because I was just so happy in 18th and Addison after my last project that I was terrified <laughs> to do anything I didn't want to do again we should have recognized immediately when we started arguing in that point we hadn't argued for three and a half years mm-hmm. something isn't we shouldn't do this but we did it in the beginning but then it was like smooth sailing for majority of 18th and Addison that there was never really any no. true fights it was just yeah. more like band decisions but towards the end it really was not not toxic ever but just like a lot like no, a lot of resentment uh, starts yeah. to build no matter what and it did <clears throat> and it was cool when you and I finally said it we were on we we were in Vegas we only had a couch <laughs> we had nothing else yeah. in our house or in our apartment and we were looking at um we were on FaceTime with our managers and we were like, that's it. Like, today's the fucking day. We actually and we got, got to, on there and we're like, we're done with this. We like, got to Vegas and actually started right away going to studios to like record the next 18th and Addison stuff. Yeah. And we were like in okay. the studios and we were both like, God, we can't believe this is not a good sign. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? And we came <laughs> home that day. We said, do you want to be done? We said, yep. And then talked to our manager, said it was done and that was it. Then, you know, we'll get into again, this and all these other episodes but that's just kind of ultimately how it does affect your relationship and i'm really proud of us for never truly letting that affect like our marriage and our respect for one another because there was times where it was a little shaky or whatever but at the end of the day we still always saw the bigger picture of like we want our life together we want our awesome dog our awesome house in vegas and like that's like the goal for Mm -hmm. us individually like individually but also for our family and we can still do these other things and be happy and fulfilled and it doesn't need to be together because we still can co-write songs we can still do podcasts together we can still Mm -hmm. do different things together because we are good at working together but that's why it worked in the first place um but i'm really happy that we we got through it yeah we're awesome pretty much i know you think you're all you always think you're awesome i do you always think i'm awesome too you always tell me that i do pretty cool I share the ego I have to keep you in check sometimes you don't have to (laughs) I have to you could just let me go way off nope (laughs) let me go way up into the clouds I'll be floating up there all day I'm not doing that (laughs) I need to keep you grounded (laughs) I know I get a little excited but it is awesome all of it's cool and there was a lot more that obviously like Kate said we'll get into stuff in a future episode for sure because that band was such a massive part of our life and there was so much more than what people saw and what they thought they knew because you can go on a stupid social media account and look at followers and look at engagement and things like that like most of the industry these days looks at and thinks actually 
is everything when the majority of that stuff can be bought you can look at that and think that it didn't quote unquote take off but like you have no idea what we were doing behind the scenes up until we broke up there's still so many songs with so many amazing artists we had the chance to collaborate with yeah that so many people don't even know and you will probably never hear because they really only worked for 18th and addison but like you know we decided to end it and that's also a very strong decision to make is when you Mm -hmm. have songs with your heroes that you're just like I'm not putting this out. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a true test when you feel no motivation to release a song that you wrote with one of your childhood heroes. That's crazy. Yeah. You know. It's really nuts. I'm proud of I'm proud of everything that we've done so far and I'm excited to kind of dig into the the band and just our individual stories in the next couple of episodes. So just make sure you guys are Subscribe. Subscribing, liking, whatever you do on Spotify. And <laughs> whatever you do. We never podcasts. did a podcast before, so this is our Ever. first time. But we're excited yeah. to share parts of our life and our individual stories and talk about stuff that's not even music and just dig into stuff that we care about. So thanks that's for listening. That's a good question to end this off on, actually. Why a podcast, Kate? Why for a you podcast? personally. Why? So I want to tell my truth the way I want to tell it because for a long time, and I'll go into this when I talk about my story, but like I was always kind of being told what to say, what to do, and never really felt like I could be truly authentic. And there's a lot of parts of my life that I feel like I haven't been that way about. Even and in 18th and Addison, you felt that. Even in 18th and Addison, even, you know, not wanting to make you upset with, like, feelings that I've had and insecurities personally and stuff like that. So this is, like, what other way to be completely unfiltered, untethered, and just talk about it. So it's forcing me to actually do that. It's good. What about good you, answer. Thomas? I like working with you. Oh, stop. Let's end it there. <laughs> That's it. I just like working with you and making music together can only... What is I'm that? I'm holding my pen as a microphone. Oh, stupid. <laughs> no one can see this. Oh, that's why I'm describing it. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. We work well together and it's like it, it, it did sting a little when we stopped, uh, stopped our band. I was kind of like, oh, well, that's weird. I know. Felt but weird, it has right? also been way, way better. Yeah. A lot happier. So much better. But yeah, and I love podcasts. I listen to like two. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe one. Yeah. All right, once again, subscribe to Tom and Kate Untethered. Thank you for dealing with this bumpy road of a first episode. <laughs> we will figure this out and it will get smoother. And better. Woo! Yeah.